Hello. This is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Thursday, the 20th of August. Yesterday, I talked about the unexpected strength in Northeast Asia's July exports. That's China, Japan, South Korea and Taiwan combined. They rose 0.5% year on year in July, which doesn't sound much, but it was the first year on year rise since December and only the fifth since January 2019. In addition, the monthly movement was 1.9 standard deviations above trend, which is quite dramatic. And the six month again, deflection against trend is plus 0.55 standard deviations, which is genuinely the sharpest break against trend since the post-crisis recovery in 2009. The conclusion I suggested was that June and July data for Northeast Asian exports and G3 imports is describing a pretty sharp rebound in trade volumes, brought to you courtesy of massive global monetary and fiscal reflation and encouraged further by the fall in the dollar, down 3.3% since April against the SDR. Today, we got more evidence of that rebound when Taiwan's July export orders jumped 12.4% year on year with a monthly movement no less than two standard deviations better than historic seasonal trends. The year-on-year -year jump was also the strongest since January 2018. Yes, of course, it's the island's electronics cluster doing the work. Infocom's equipment was up 29.9% year-on-year, electronics up 25.4%, and opticals up 10.6%. But look also at demand. US up 22.2%, Europe up 18.4%, and China, Hong Kong combined up 16.8%. At some point, this rebound in Northeast Asia's export performance is going to become difficult to ignore. Another thing we got from Taiwan today was its second quarter balance of payment numbers. Now, normally I'd concentrate on the current account, particularly because it was strong up 4.35 billion year on year to a surplus of $21.77 billion, the best since the first quarter of 2018. And one aspect of that improvement is definitely worth noticing. Taiwan managed a surplus of 749 million on its trade in services. Now, a services surplus is something we've not really seen from Taiwan before. Second quarter last year saw a services deficit of 1.22 billion. Second quarter 2018, deficit of 2.33 billion. In 2017, 2.94 billion. So yes, the gap was closing. And I guess you could say we should have seen this coming. Still, it's worth reminding that the surplus was achieved at a time when services credits were down 29.4% year on year, mainly owing to the complete collapse in travel earnings down an astonishing 97.6% year on year. So what was going right? Well, manufacturing services revenues were up 21.8%, IPR revenues up 12.3%, insurance and pension services up 63%, and other business services up 4.7%. It may be relevant to note that during the same period, Hong Kong's export of services fell much steeper than Taiwan's, down 47.5% year-on-year, actually. So it raises the quiet possibility of services trade beginning to trickle away from Hong Kong and towards Taiwan. 
This makes sense if you think that Hong Kong's historical role of being the safe, acceptable window to China has been or is being erased. Maybe Taiwan inherits the mantle of friendly China for the rest of the world. One result would be an acceleration of capital flows into Taiwan. And when we look at the capital flows in Taiwan's second quarter balance of payments, there's evidence for that too. The financial account surplus rose 7.32 billion year on year to 23.5 billion, with net direct investment up 32.4%, net portfolio investment up 81.5%. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I hope you did, please help spread the word about the bulletin. Every bit counts. One other thing. I want to give a shout out today to the Sigil decentralized app that hosts my blog. It's a decentralized platform built around Blockstack, and I heartily recommend both Sigil and Blockstack. I use only two apps for writing. Sigil is one and Notebook++ is the other. By the way, I'm not being paid for these comments. I merely want to encourage their use and popularity because they really, really do deserve it. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.